Welcome. Welcome to our online worship service for the United Methodist Church of Westlake Village for this fourth Sunday of Advent, December 20th. God bless you all. Pastor Rachel and the Tabutal family remain in COVID quarantine, and we continue on with our pre-recorded worship services. You can see the importance of additional volunteers to help with our tech team. Uh, Sidelining Warren at this juncture has really limited our capabilities to live stream on site, so we welcome any other volunteers that want to step forward and help to strengthen the effort of Warren and Paul and Phil as our tech team. Our prayers go out to them all and to all of us as we adapt, well, and then adapt, and then discover that we need to adapt again to these most challenging times. We are nearing the big celebration of Christmas now and enjoying our time as we get closer and closer to it by, by hearing the old, old story of Jesus' birth and, and studying how the story has been artistically represented by the renowned L.A. artist John August Swanson. I want to thank John for his friendship and for his permission to use his artwork in this sermon series. Uh, it presents us with a, with a beautiful encouragement to consider how we might color our world, just like he has used vibrant colors in his artwork, how we might color our world with some vibrancy that comes out of our faith, the palette of our faith as we paint our life. I might remind you, I, well, I, I want to remind you to take a look at the website and to, to see if there's any announcements there um, that would, would update you as to what's going on in the life of the congregation as we get closer and closer to Christmas. So let's now center ourselves upon the spirit of the living Lord that is within and actually among us all and worship God. Good Christian friends rejoice with heart and soul and voice. Give ye heed to what we say. News, news, Jesus Christ is born today. Ox and ass candles for this fourth Sunday of Advent. We invite you to find your Advent wreath and or some candles 
so that you might light the four candles as the Mangus family lights the candles for us in worship today. Almighty Lord, your star is rising again. Help us to keep watch and be ready to pay homage. Open our hearts so that we might bring our whole selves as gifts for the King. Allow us to travel with hope so we might see an inbreaking of your spirit in new ways this season. O come, O come, Emmanuel, be with us, shine your light, color the world with Christmas, filling us with hope. Amen. the time in our worship service where I would invite the children of our church to come close to their screens so that we might be able to have a talk with one another. I know I can't hear your responses, but I trust that your parents will share anything that you say to me at home via text message or email so that we can celebrate this season together. We are on the season of Advent, which encourages us to prepare, to get ready, to anticipate the coming of Jesus on, on Christmas. We are excited for this day and our Celebrate Wonder curriculum has been inviting us to think about the theme of joy, of happiness and gratitude and what it is that we might be celebrating. Throughout Advent, we have words that we focus on. We've focused on light, we have focused on joy, we have focused on peace. Today's word is hope. I wonder, how do you bring joy to the world? How do you bring hope into the world? How do you bring peace into the world? As our word for today is hope, I want you to think about how our Celebrate Wonder curriculum tells us about Mary and Joseph and the hope that they had for who Jesus might be for them and for the world. It was also hope that sent the Magi, the wise men, to seek out the child that was promised. I know many of you have hopes for gifts under your Christmas tree. 
But I wonder, do you have hope for something for your family? Do you have hope for your school? What is your hope for our church? What is your hope for the world? Our hope is something that can start out really small, but can grow into something that is big and powerful. Just as a baby starts off small in their mother's stomach, they grow and they turn into a person, something bigger, something more profound than you ever could have imagined. And I hope that in this season of Advent, you find ways to find Jesus in your life, to see ways in which God is with us today and always, and see the ways in which God is inviting you to color the world with Christmas through light, peace, joy, and hope. Will you join me in a moment of prayer? Let's take a moment to talk to God. Dear God, thank you for today. Thank you for tomorrow. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for being with us. Help us to plant the seed of hope so that it may grow and color the world with Christmas. Amen. Please join me in a moment of prayer. Awesome and almighty God, we give you thanks for this day, for the ways in which your spirit moves around us, inviting us into relationship with you, getting to know you more profoundly, and inviting us to join you on an adventure of a lifetime. They say that hope is something that we can't manufacture but it is something that we can practice 
It is something that we can open our hearts to. It is something that we can long for. And as we seek hope in our life and in our world, we see the ways in which you are starting something new. Promising to be with us, promising to walk with us. Give us hearts and eyes and minds that are open to the possibility of your gifts of love. Let us be inspired by hope. So when we see our proverbial star in the sky, we will be intrigued and motivated in such a way to seek you out, to bring you gifts, and to give honor to the ways in which you have created a world of wonder. Inspire us with awe. Give us joy. Give us peace. Fill our hearts with light. So as we go back into the world, we might radiate your light to others and color the world with the promises of Christmas the promise that you are with us, the promise that you sent us salvation, the promise that you loved us so much, that you chose to live among us so many years ago, and you choose to live among us again this day. Help us to see the ways in which your spirit brings your love to life and invites us to love as profoundly as you loved us. As an act of love and an act of hope, we lift up prayers for our community, for our world, and for our friends in faith. This day, we lift up prayers for all of those infected with COVID-19, including Mary Nolan, Gary Meserve, and the Nodoff granddaughters. We pray for those who have been exposed to the virus and are quarantining, waiting to learn if they have contracted the virus themselves or if they have done a great act of hope and promise for those around them. We lift up prayers for those who have tough decisions to make around celebrating Christmas this year with the coronavirus in our midst. Lord, we lift up prayers for the 300,000 lives that have been lost in the United States to COVID-19. We grieve their passing and recognize that each and every one of those individuals represents a family or families that have been deeply and forever impacted by this virus. Allow us to take this seriously and give us the hearts to prayerfully discern how you are guiding us to take our next steps. Lord, we give thanks for the fact that there is a vaccine that is now ready to come available and the fact that it is being provided to our essential workers so that they might be able to offer the care that they have done so faithfully over the last nine months. 
but do it in a way that they know that they are hopefully protected themselves. We pray for all of those who are ill and facing treatment in the midst of limited hospital beds, including Jenny Cox and Jerry McRae Isaac's daughter, Sherry. We pray for our essential workers and hospital staff who are inundated with cases and lacking beds. We pray for our local hospital Las Robles and their nursing staff as they work to come to common ground. We pray for Pastor Walt and Krista Nonamaker who are healing from surgery and for Nathan Truman and Kathy Furness as they prepare for procedures this week. We lift up prayers for Pat Smith, whose caregiver is in quarantine. Be with the caregiver and her family as well as Pat, as she figures out how to navigate this time without the person that she has come to depend on. Lord, in this season of Advent and Christmas, we recognize transitions, those that are completing school semesters and those who are are going on to the next part of their journey of faith. We ask your blessing over Karen James, who has faithfully served as our director of The Growing Place for over a decade now. We give thanks for the ways that she has served faithfully and has done a commendable job offering ministry and education to the children of our community we ask you to be with her as she steps away from this role to pursue her call to ministry, serving you to the best of her ability. Be with her in her internships, in her seminary education, that she might continue to see the ways in which you are shining a light upon her path so that she may know you more clearly and find the voice that you have given her to proclaim your good news to the people that she is called to serve. Lord, there are prayers on our hearts this day that we bring to you in silence. Lord, you know the prayers that are on our hearts and in our minds that we may not have even put words to yet, but we trust that you are bringing comfort and healing and light and wisdom to each of those situations. We lift up our prayers to you, saying the prayer that your son taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I will sing O Manu Mysterium, which depicts the birth of the newborn king 
among the lowly animals and shepherds.
Good morning. Our scripture reading today is from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising, and we have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, and the land of Judea, are by no means least among the ruler of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men, and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, so I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they'd offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And, having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
weary gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. For Jesus Christ our Savior was born upon this day to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Sundays of Advent, we have, I hope, been having a good time taking a look at the artwork of John August Swanson as a, as a supplement, as something that would complement our reading of Scripture and preparing ourselves for, for Christmas. Um, 
I hope you're up to date with his biography. If, if you're uncertain about who he is, go to his website, johnswanson.com, or, or you can read in the Covenant his biography. Um, a marvelously um, talented artist who uh, conveys uh, sublime insights of the Christian faith through his, his artwork. Uh, some of his artwork is in the Holy Land, some of it is in Rome, some of it is in the, uh, some of the best museums here in America. I'm privileged to, to have a friendship with him and I wanna thank him publicly again for allowing uh, me to use his artwork in our worship services. Today we look at the panel that's called Epiphany and it relates to our scripture reading from the second chapter of Matthew. And I hope you are encouraged as you see uh, the power of John's artwork to think about how you can, in some kind of powerful ways, share your faith. And perhaps it would be through the colors of the art world, or perhaps it would be through the colors of your emotions and your thoughts, that you might extend God's grace and love and miracle of incarnation to some other people's lives who are hungering and thirsting for uh, that kind of touch. Our scripture today in which we look at the Magi talks about some people who come from a different country than Jesus, that come out of a different faith tradition than Judaism, but are open to seeking God and responding to God. So in today's artwork and message, we have encouragement to reach beyond the circle, perhaps, of our own faith. We get a time marker in this passage today, just as we did in uh, earlier passages that we read about. You recall that the shepherds were in the field at night, yet they were in the field at night. So what did that mean? It meant that it was a summer time that that was happening. We get in Luke's passage that Quirinius's census was going on. Well, now, when was that? We do know that that's a time marker for us that places us in about six, the year six, before the common error. And in our passage today from Matthew, we get the time marker of this being during Herod's reign. We know Herod reigned from 37 to 4 uh, BC. Now Matthew says that the return from Egypt, this is a little later on in the scripture, the return from Egypt was after Herod's death. And that Jesus was a youngster. I don't know, what, what is a youngster? When, when you hear a youngster, are, are you thinking maybe Jesus was two or four? I don't know. But if that were the case, then Jesus was born maybe about year eight or year six before the common era. We hear about the slaughter of the innocents, how Herod killed two-year-olds and younger. So Jesus might have been two years old at the time of his flight. Now, if that were the case, 
then perhaps Jesus was born year 10 to year 8 before the common error. Well, are you a little bit confused? I am. I give up. Me too. And scholars are, uh, should I use the word confused as well? Uncertain about when exactly to place it. But perhaps we're settling on the year 6 before the common error as the year of Jesus' birth. The first segment of the passage deals with the Magi in Jerusalem interaction with Herod. We read in Scripture, we hear in Scripture that the Magi arrive, share their purpose, and in doing so create a real turmoil in Jerusalem and with Herod. Herod, he learns of it and he becomes fearful because I don't know if it's true, he's feeling threatened that his, his kingdom, his kingship is, is threatened. The chief priests and the scribes say that Bethlehem is the place where this prophecy ought to be uh, coming true. Herod calls the Magi in and he asks for the exact time of the stars appearing. He's trying to, to get his bearings about what he should do it sets an age parameter for him for how he might then get rid of the possible interloper to his throne. Just in case this baby is a real threat, he will get rid of all the babies in this time frame. Now, recall, he has killed his children. He has killed one of his wives. This is not something beyond the capability, as we have come to understand, for Herod the Great, as horrific as it sounds to us. He feigns that he wants to honor the new king, too, to the Magi. Who can believe that? The Magi did not believe that. The second segment of the story is the Magi and the Holy Family, as we read Scripture. The Magi find Jesus and offer thanks to God for the leading of the star that gets them there. So, so why they asked for the interview in Jerusalem, I really don't know. The star seemed to have been sufficient to get them to the right place. But perhaps following a star is kind of an inaccurate science, and we need some human help in the same process to find exactly where that might be pointing. Do you know that there's a, co uh, a connection of two stars that are going to be happening uh, later this month in our sky? Let's take a look and see how easy it is to figure out where that star is shining down. They entered the house, we're told. What? The house? Now, what happened to the stable or, or what happened to the cave of Luke? Luke has the journey going from Nazareth to Bethlehem 
ending up in a stable because why? Well, there's no room in the inn, remember? Matthew has them residing in Bethlehem in a home. Again, maybe this is a sense of two traditions of understanding Jesus's birth. Because you need to recall that these birth narratives were written at least 50 years after Jesus's death. Apparently, Matthew and Luke have different sources as to what's happened to Jesus than Mark. The Magi pay Jesus homage. They worship him and they present gifts. We're told gold, frankincense, and myrrh, all expensive gifts one might think for royalty. Now there's an allegorical tradition developed around these gifts that lead to what I just said there, that they are symbolic, gold for, for Jesus as king, frankincense for Jesus as divine, and myrrh, well, myrrh in anticipation of his dying, the sacrificial lamb of God. Three gifts were called, told, and so we then think, well, there must have been three magi. But the number of magi are, is not told to us. We think three because of three gifts. Now let's look at what Swanson has done with, with this part of the birth narrative. Epiphany, it's called, and it's dealing with the wise men. You see the whole image of the panel on your, on your screen right now, and, and though we typically observe the visit of the Magi on the Sunday that we herald as Epiphany, which is typically the first Sunday of January, the word means insight, the word epiphany means discernment or, or new spontaneous understanding. Aha! Epiphany. So with such a title, we'd expect some kind of focus on the Magi segment of the story, of course, and their gaining of understanding about Jesus's identity. If we take a, a closer look at Swanson's artwork in this uh, segment that's lifted up right now on your screen, we see again the beautiful night sky. I think John is, is marvelous at the way he portrays angels and the night sky. The angels are dancing around. The angels are pointing at the star. Don't overlook the star. The star's important, right? Say, hey, 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 look up here, everybody. Look up here. Look at this. Take notice. This is a new thing. This is a strange new thing. This, this means something. It's usually not like this in the night sky. Pay attention. I suppose anyone could have seen the star in the sky, not just the magi. 
Yet the Magi did. And the Magi investigated what it might mean. And then they responded to what they learned. Hmm, possible king being born in Bethlehem. And they, they started their journey and they headed in the direction of Jerusalem. In the third, third segment, or this, this segment of, uh, this third image that's being pulled up of, of this larger artwork, we see that the Magi are en route on the journey of, of exploration and of discovery. They're on the serpentine roadway, and that says so much to me, because isn't that the path that we all walk as we're finding our way up the mountain to Jerusalem? Perhaps all journeys of faith weave back and forth as they progress. I think that's why those of us that enjoy the labyrinth as a spiritual discipline um, find it powerful. There's four magi in John's artwork here and some servants, of course, they would have servants with them. Is, is Swanson just having fun with biblical scholars' insights or... Or is he connecting us with Van Dyke's story, The Other Wise Men? Well, you're going to have to ask him. They're all busy. Three are, are looking up. Do you see that in the image? Three are looking up. One is examining a map. And if you look around, you'll see that there are peacocks and exotic birds there's a couple dogs along on this journey. Horses and camels and donkeys, I, I think, as I look at it. Now, as we bring up this other segment, um, I want you to, to take a close look. We're, we're trying to focus in on the tapestries that are on, I guess, one horse and is it a camel? That the Magi are, are riding. Swanson writes, I used many symbols on the tapestries, draping the animals, depicting the lion of Judah, the lamp in the darkness, the rain falling on the parched ground, the key to the locked door, the crown and the heart, the gates of the city. As you take a close look, do you see these scenes on the tapestries, they bring in a sense of, of cultural and religious context to, to what is going on here. Well, like what we saw in the first serigraph that we uh, talked about called The Visit. Now back as we take in the, the whole image, if you were the artist, let me ask, if you were the artist tackling this subject and taking your artistic liberty to convey and portray it uh, however you wished, you know, like, like John has done, 
What would you have done? Is the first phase of the story, the discovery and the, the journey, the key points for you? Or is the second phase of the story, the arriving there and the paying of homage, the key point for you? Or, I don't know, perhaps you would do something else entirely. I like what John has done, since I think we most often go right to the gift presentation at the manger, and we don't spend enough time on the Magi getting curious as to what's going on, investigating, and then risking an arduous journey to check it out. Because for me, that really is the story of coming to faith. And it's crucial for us to notice that these guys are smart guys from a different culture and a different religion who are doing this. It is interesting that the gifts are not given a prominent place in Swanson's piece. You know, perhaps they're stashed away in one of the large sacks on the animals. I, I guess that's where they are. Who knows? It gets me to think, though, less of the objective gifts, the gold and, and stuff, and more of the, the subjective gifts, the magi themselves. For truly... That is the gift that God wants. People giving over themselves through faith to the divine project of reshaping the world through Christ Jesus. We have a hymn, I, I think you know, that talks about a person without many resources wondering what to give the newborn king. He decides the, the only gift he has is the best gift of all, the gift of himself, his love and devotion to this Bethlehem babe soon to become Lord and Savior. It's a moving hymn, and it speaks to us through the, the emphasis Swanson has chosen to highlight the journey more than the gifts. Though the gift indeed will come as well because the journey was made in spiritual earnestness, with thankfulness and, and with hope. Considering the possibility of the divine leads one to search for clues, which leads to journeying in pursuit of those clues, which in turn leads to discovery. And you know, that discovery culminates in, in worship accompanied by 
a kind of stewardship which is commensurate with that occasion. That occasion of being present to the king of kings, like the Magi, or the occasion of being touched and transformed by the redemptive power of the living Lord, your Savior, for ourselves. When you discover the mending of your spirit, and you experience the salvation of your soul? Did you fall on your knees like the Magi and offer gifts commensurate to that occasion and its ongoing influence thereafter? We hope so. We hope so. We hope that moment stayed vibrant in your spiritual memory so that now, as we come to visit again the manger this year, you are inclined with me and others to open the palette of your faith and color your world with gratitude, with thanksgiving, with hope, with Christmas. Let us all see the joy, the peace, and the hope that we have experienced in our lives overflowing and being shared with those around us as we journey again this year to that manger in Bethlehem and kneel in homage to our Lord and Savior. May we be curious, exploring, discerning, journeying and believing just as the magi and color our world with Christmas. Amen.
this day, we're invited to color the world with hope and to think about the ways in which there is promise and expectation and new life available to us. The wise men brought gifts to the king that represented his majesty, his royal priesthood, and the sacrifice that Jesus was going to make for us. We are invited to bring gifts to the king as well, representing our appreciation and thanksgiving for the ways in which God has blessed us, continues to bless us, and continues to guide us on our journey of faith. We invite you to prayerfully consider how you might give and what you might give that would bring honor and glory to a God who has given us so much. We receive the gift of music as we reflect on the ways in which God has gifted us and how we may return gifts back to God. Well, well, that's it, and, th and thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us in worship today. In our religious imagination, we have gathered a good number of characters of this birth narrative at the manger. We have Mary and Joseph. We have the angels and the shepherds. We have now the magi. This week, we will welcome the birth of the Bethlehem babe, anew for us, in our hearts, in our minds, in our souls. 
we look to be with you again for that momentous occasion. Until then, go in faith with joy, peace, and hope of this season. Be safe, stay healthy, and know that you are loved. Amen. Thank you.